On this episode of Curiously Specific Playlists, we talk about our Halloween costumes. Is one of us secretly a vampire? What? A playlist request from a listener who's a stand-up comedian. And our longest playlist full of the shortest, funnest songs. Sounds great to me, Josh. Let's get started, huh? All right. (laughs) Okay. You know how sometimes you have a really specific situation in your life and you wish that you had a music playlist that would fit that mood? You mean like every day, Paul? <laughs> That's right, Josh. <laughs> Long time fan, first time caller. I love the show. Hey guys, huge fan of the show. I'm searching for a music playlist. If you could uh, make me up a playlist. I've got a need for a playlist. Welcome back to Curiously Specific Playlists, the podcast where we create custom playlists for those unique situations when only the deepest tracks will do. Right, Josh? That's right, Paul. My name is Paul. I am Josh's sidekick, and then I'm here with my sidekick, Josh. Hey, hey, I'm I'm Paul's sidekick, and my name is Josh. Well, we're so glad to have you all back. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder here at the outset, we want your curiously specific situations. We want them. We need them. We can't do this without you. We can't. You are part of the show. Did you know that? We're just the host. We're just your outlet. We're just the vessel for you. Yeah. Do you have a strange situation coming up in your own life and you're thinking I could use some music to pump me up or to help me through this or to recover after spending Thanksgiving with my family? Or maybe it's something entirely different. If that's the case, we want to make the soundtrack to your life situation. That's what we do. We're specialists. We have our certificate. Oh, did your certificate come now, Josh? Yeah, mine came yesterday. You didn't get it? Oh, you're finally official. Yeah, it came. Okay, thank God, because I think for a few episodes there, you were unofficially recommending some songs to people without your certification. Is that right? Why why are you embarrassing me like this? And didn't that one listener get hurt What? while they were listening to one of those songs? I have podcast insurance. It works. It's fine. Everything's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just don't want to get sued again. But you've had yours, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, I got mine last summer. I think as long as one of us has it, like you've been a supervisor to me these past, uh, you know, six months, uh, that's all fine. Yeah. Well, then why were you calling me your sidekick that whole time? Well, I felt like it was kind of demeaning to uh, call me intern Josh. Uh huh. Do you want me to go back to that title? Well, maybe retroactively for those weeks when you were actually uncertified and you were more of an intern, we should have been calling you intern Josh at the time. So maybe we do that for the next episode or two to make up for it. Okay. Um. Should I switch it on the website? Should I switch my name back to intern Josh? If you could, that sounds like a great job for an intern to do. Okay. Do you want to be co-host, sidekick, or just straight up the host? You want to be the host? What about like, you know, president and mentor to intern Josh? Would that fit on the website? I think I'd have to go down the next line to do that. But yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, no, not if it takes the next line. Yeah. Well, hey, Josh, Uh how was your Halloween? It was pretty good. You know, I got home from work and came home and took my shoes off and, uh, laid on the couch and turned off the lights so nobody would bother me. And then I sent my wife off to a little Halloween party. Uh, she she went in, enjoyed some time with some friends, and I just decided to stay home and take 
a little cat nap with my cat. Really? Yeah. So you sent your wife as your representative to this Halloween party? I did, yeah. Okay, and and did she dress up as something in your stead? She looked kind of like uh, Indiana Jones, maybe. Miss Indiana Jones. So Miss Indiana Jones? Yeah, I think that's what I would have titled her as. I don't know if she actually dressed up as anything in particular, but that's what I told her that she looked like. So Yeah, and did she bring your guys' whip as part of the costume? She did, yeah. She, that sounds great. She pulled it off, yeah. Uh, how was her time at the party? Uh, you know, I think she had a good time. Um, it was a party of three. She went over and saw two of our friends, and actually, I should say party of four. Two of our friends and then one of our friends had their father in town from California so I don't think it was very bumping if you will I was gonna say was was this advertised as a party I think that's what she called it at least yeah our friend's dad came in all the way from California for a Halloween gathering before yeah maybe someday they'll get Halloween out in California they are so behind the rest of us in the Midwest in so many ways they are yeah, how about you, Paul? Did you do anything exciting for Halloween? Oh, did I ever? Oh. Ashley and I went to a Halloween party and it was at a coworker's house. There were a lot of wild costumes there. Yeah. But uh, Ashley and I, we did a couple's costume hmm. and we were we were pretty proud of it. We got a lot of good feedback on our costumes that night. Can I guess what you were? It was wild, huh? Um, were you Sonny and Cher? It was off the chain. Were you Sonny, Sonny and, and Cher? Cher? Yeah. No, no, you're close. Yeah. Uh, were you Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I'm not familiar with, with those names. Mm. Um, were you Elton John and Princess Diana? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I oh. wish. That's a great That's a great costume idea. Thank you. Um, what we were is uh, Bert and Ernie. Oh. From Sesame Street. <laughs> and the reason is we had totally different ideas of what to be. Mm -hmm. And then we just wandered into Goodwill one day and we were looking through all like the really dirty used, I mean, like, like physically dirty cleanliness. <laughs> we're, we're looking through all the old dirty used Halloween costumes. And all of a sudden we found this like creepy looking, possibly homemade Burt mask, but like it covers your whole head. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, oh, this is amazing. One of us should be Burt. And then Ashley looks down on the bottom shelf and there's a matching Ernie head. <laughs> and we were just, we just stared at each other. Our mouths dropped. We're like, how are these still available? How has no one grabbed these horrifying Bert and Ernie heads? We tried to find clothes that matched Bert and Ernie's clothes, but we couldn't really. But that just added to like the, the poor quality of the Bert and Ernie costumes. <laughs> and so we walked into the party with these things on our heads and people just like, they were silent for a moment. And then they started laughing. We're like, those are the most terrifying Bert and Ernie costumes <laughs> that we've ever seen. And and we left them on the entire night. We tried to even leave them on when we were eating and drinking. <laughs> Ashley was more committed than I was. And she was like, we need to make a pact that the entire night, we don't even take it off to eat. We just smash food through the mesh over the mouth, <laughs> <laughs> which we didn't actually do huh. out of politeness yeah. for our hosts. But there was a hole in the mesh for mine. Okay. And so I was like drinking a beer through a straw <laughs> through that hole. <laughs> 
how much did these heads weigh? Did they weigh a lot? No, no, they didn't weigh a lot. They were pretty large, but they were just like a layer of felt and they didn't really have much structure to them. So they were kind of floppy. Okay. They would flop down and that just made it even weirder. Please tell me you have pictures. Which we this? really liked. Yeah, we have pictures. Okay. Yeah. Well, Do you think we should put it up on the podcast Instagram? Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? All right. Well, maybe you can talk me into us doing that. I'll have to ask Ashley first. What went down at this actual party of yours? Well, Ashley and I were hanging out with some people from our work. At one point, Ashley's like, we should play a game because they had some games sitting out. Yeah. And we saw the game Telestrations. Have you mm. ever played that? No, no. Never heard of it. Yeah. Oh, so me and my kids have it. It's like a cross between the telephone game and Pictionary. Okay. All right. I'm following. Everyone gets a little whiteboard kind of thing mm -hmm. with some pages that you flip over. You get a, a word or a phrase. And so you have to draw it. And then you pass it to the next person and they just see the drawing and they have to write what they think it is. Mm. And then they pass it to the next person who just sees the words and they have to draw that. And so it keeps going around like you're drawing, writing, drawing, writing. And by the end, it's all mixed up, right? Mm -hmm. Like the telephone game. I have to make a confession, Paul. I actually have played this before now that I remember. Josh! Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. This is like last episode when you pretended you didn't know about Uncle Joey. I'm sorry. And Alanis Morissette. That time I was actually like... I was feigning you, you know, but this time I'm being legit. Like I, I, it, my brain was fuzzy and then you started talking about the game and then I'm like, oh yeah, I played this before. <laughs> well, how do I know you're telling the truth now? I mean, I, I don't have like a lie detector test around, but if I... Well, maybe we'll have to get one for the next episode. So are you saying we should take a, a lie detector test on episode 18? Maybe. We need to have some level of trust on this podcast here. And I never know, like, is he is he faking me out or not? Is he going to play along with this and then be like, oh, by the way, everybody knows about that already. Even me. I played you. You've been punked. Paul, are we having issues right now? Do you not trust me? No, I mean, I think our trust will be great once we have lie detectors and we can verify everything that we say to each other on the podcast. Then we'll have a great level of trust. Yeah, to prove our trust with each other, my trust for you, you, I have to take a test. Can't you just believe me? I just... Well, see, that's the thing. We wouldn't have to believe each other anymore. Yeah. We could have complete trust because we would always know whether or not the other person's telling the truth. I think that seems really healthy and honest. Okay, well. I mean, like, can we just do it one time and then move on from this? Like, I, I don't want to have to take this test all the time. Test scare me. Get scared taking tests. Scared. I guess. I mean, let's do it as on a trial basis and see how it goes. I'm nervous maybe. right now. I'm nervous just thinking about it. Well, we haven't even bought the test yet. Plus, there are ways to get around it. Like, if you have a tack in your shoe or you're sucking on a penny, right? Don't then you can you can fake out the the machine. Do you think golden seal would help me too? Should I pound some golden seal? I've heard. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, that's probably another thing. Yeah, okay. Let's write lie detector on our shopping list for next episode, okay? Let's put a pin in it. I don't even know no. what that means. All right. I, I, don't, I just <laughs> felt like saying that. So, Josh, when mm -hmm. we were playing this Telestrations game, mm -hmm. what we slowly started to realize was that this was the adult version of Telestrations, mm -hmm. which I didn't even know existed. But you know how there's like, uh, oh, shit, what's the name of that game? Like, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like for adults. Mm -hmm. And then there's a kid's version. Like, my kids and I have the kid's version of Cards Against Humanity. Well, I thought there was only a kid's version of Telestrations. Turns out there's a very adult version of Telestrations. <laughs> 
go on. And we were unaware when we picked up this game. What does that mean? We didn't know what the night had in store for us. So we had this round where one of the people got this really, really dirty word. Right. Mm-hmm. Then as that one made its way around the circle, the next person like had to do a really dirty drawing. And then the next person had to guess what really dirty thing it was and then drawing. And like as it was going around the circle, every person was like, what? <laughs> How is this in the game? This is crazy. <laughs> so it gets to me yeah. and I'm supposed to read what it says and then draw it. And what it says is huge <laughs> with no b- and so what do i do i draw a huge with no gotta do what it says and then i pass it on to the next person they're like what what is this (laughs) and so then at the end of the round we're all finished up and then the person who originally had that they go through all the writing and all the drawings and show how it progressed Mm -hmm. throughout and at first it's uh so the word turned out to just be but then the the next person drew a huge Mm -hmm. and then the person after that was like there's no on it <laughs> but they didn't know like does it usually have just gonna probably does it do they <laughs> <laughs> it's still undetermined uh-huh. so that that person looks at the drawing and then they write huge with no and then i get it and i draw a big with no and then i pass it on to ashley and what she writes is no mushrooms please <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite Halloween costume that you've ever dressed as? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I, I went as an OCD magazine salesman, which was pretty easy for me to do considering <laughs> I have OCD. But the one that... Right, you just needed to carry a magazine. Right, multiple and lay them out in a very fashionable, <laughs> orderly way. So, <laughs> yeah. And then just give okay, a sales get, pitch. I, I, I need more details about this. Yeah, okay. Can you describe this a little more, if you would, for our listeners? Well. I walked around one night, you know, dressed up in a suit coat and slicked my hair back and wore some nice uh, Mm -hmm. black frame glasses, tucked my shirt Mm -hmm. in, did the whole nine yards of looking real slick and sharp. And uh, would walk up to people randomly, hoping, you know, a table's between us and then laying out about (laughs) a dozen uh, magazines in an orderly fashion. And Hey, Josh. Yeah. Did you have to hope there was a table in between you or could you just like go to where the tables were? Yeah, I suppose I could have done that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Just start talking. I hope there's a table Uh, here. I don't have time to check. I'm a busy magazine salesman. (laughs) I can only dream. (laughs) So you you would lay down a dozen or so magazines in front of them Mm. on the table in a super orderly fashion. Yeah, I I just wanted to make sure that, you know, they didn't touch each other. There was a little space between them. And then I wanted to make sure, you know, everything laid down very flush and uh, asked them to please not touch them. Like I was the only one who was allowed to touch them. And I would flip the pages for them and ask them, you know, questions like, what are you looking for? Uh, Home goods or are you into sports or do you like tools? So then I had uh, magazines for (laughs) those scenarios. So were you selling subscriptions to the magazines or just one magazine? Just one magazine, just one at a time. (laughs) 
Yeah, other than that, um, I was going to also bring up in elementary school, I went as Elvis Presley three years straight, um, thanks to my mother who <laughs> bought me all of the, the great goods and uh, spray painted sideburns on me So and dyed my hair black. Did you have to act the part then when you were at school? The whole, thank you, thank you very much yeah, kind yeah. of thing? I did that and then I could uh, put my one side of my lip up like that. The What do you call it? <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you call yeah, it? Mama. Oh, hey, mama. Hey, sexy mama. <laughs> Call <laughs> all the other kids in your class sexy mama. The lunch ladies. Yeah, I don't know why they. Thank, still... you, thank you very much, sexy mama. <laughs> I still don't understand why they sent me home later that day. That's weird. Enough about me. How about you, Paul? Yeah, I had this costume that I wore in my early twenties. This is something I'm really proud of, and it's also kind of a sore spot for me. Okay. So I was working at a warehouse mm. because I had just graduated from a four-year university with student loans and a religious studies degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm working at a warehouse where you have to put like nuts and bolts into boxes, right? Mm -hmm. So it was one of those places where like, we're going to have a Halloween costume contest and then the winner would get some great prize. I think first prize was that you got like two full days off of work paid mm. or something like that. That's not bad. And second prize was like a, a football. Mm. So I decided... I was doing it up. Like if I could get two more days off of work and not have to go to this warehouse, I was doing it. Yeah. The costume that I came up with was myself <laughs> in 30 years. <laughs> and so what I did, I put on this old 70s track suit. I got some Velcro shoes. I stuffed the gut of the tracksuit with like some old towels and stuff. So I had a big gut and then I had some big thick glasses on and the piece de resistance was that I shaved the top of my head. Mm. Like I bicked just the top <laughs> of my head. So I had hair on the sides and hair in the back, the horseshoe baldness pattern. Mm -hmm. I did that. I committed. Wow. To the point where like the next day I had to shave off the rest of my hair and just bick <laughs> my entire head, which I had never done before in my life. I didn't know if I had a good head shape, but I wanted those two days off of work. Yeah. And so like I got to work and people were like, holy shit, like, <laughs> you shaved the top of your head. You look horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, well, if you're friends with me in 30 years, get used to this. The part that, that really chaps my hide, Josh. Yeah. What chaps you? The part that I'm bitter about to this day mm -hmm. is when they judged the costume contest, I got second place. What? I got the football. You got the football? What beat you out? Yeah, you, you know out? what the guy who won did? What beat you out? What do you... Th well, I mean, what do you think is a costume that could beat out someone who shaves the top of their own head? There's nothing, right? Nothing. I mean, unless you go there as a... D I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, no mushrooms, please. <laughs> So I did all this to myself and only got a football for it because the guy who won, he wore fake hillbilly teeth oh, okay. and a mullet wig mm -hmm. and he had a white t-shirt and on the t-shirt he wrote Minnesota Vikings fan. Oh my God. That guy got the two days off of work. Wouldn't it have made sense? How mad are you right now? I'm, I'm livid. Tell me that you're mad too. I'm livid. I mean- Thank you. Wouldn't it have made sense to give the football fan a football? Oh my God, I'd never even thought of that. Yeah, he's a. You are so right. Like, clearly, this. So right! I am right. Most of the time, most of the time, I am right. <laughs>
I imagine this guy is probably a Packers fan, right? If he doesn't like the Vikings and Packer fans like he was a Packers fan. They like football. Yeah, they do, don't they? They do. Now I'm so much more mad than before. I, I can see it. I wonder if I still have the number of that uh, assistant manager of the warehouse. I can I can see that you're really mad Give him right a now. piece of my mind. Do you need to settle down? Am I turning red? Yeah, settle. settle. Is that vein bulging? It is bulging. Serenity now! <laughs> <laughs> Well, Paul, what do you say we take uh, a listen to the most recent voicemail caller that we have? Let's do it because I can't think about this costume stuff anymore. I'm just too mad. Serenity. Hi, this is Corey from Duluth, Minnesota. I am a stand-up comedian, and I've been listening to the podcast, and I was hoping you guys could help me out. I've been thinking about uh, maybe a playlist to go with my uh, favorite comedians. I really love one-liner comedians like Stephen Wright, uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, Mitch Hedberg. Maybe you could put together a playlist that kind of goes along with that theme of a one-liner comedians just to get my creative juices flowing as I'm writing and stuff like that. That would help me out. So thank you guys. There you have it, Josh. We got a real comedian on our hands. Get a load of this guy. Oh, God. He's a real comedian, huh? He sounds funny. Ah, but yeah, regardless, I I really like Corey's idea of, you know, getting these creative juices flowing. Um, I think that's a good idea for a comedian because they have to be very uh, cranial and and sort their thoughts out, especially for these one-liners where it takes a lot of uh, being witty quick i know right you got to think of so many different situations find something funny in each of those yeah i think one-liner comedians have to work really hard Mm -hmm. to come up with their stuff as compared to like not that this is easy but like storytelling comedians right yeah all right so we got Corey from duluth he's a comedian he wants some music to help him get his creative juices flowing yeah as he's writing some of his comedy writing some of these one-liners josh are are you into comedy at all i am i i I like comedy a lot i'm more of a a fan myself i like to be in the audience and watch i like to try and make people laugh i don't know how good i am at it but yeah you're a stand-up comedian i i don't know about that i i used to be an amateur stand-up comedian does that count what do you mean used to I don't get that. I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore. Why? Why not? You're good at it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do we have to talk about this right now? We don't. No, I mean, do you want, what do you want to talk about? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll talk about, <laughs> I can talk about some of the experiences I had as I was trying to do this whole comedy thing. I don't want this whole thing to be about me, but I'll, I can share a little bit about it. Yeah. Tell us some stories about your comedic experiences i'd like to hear one or two or three i mean i i started doing stand-up because i was like i think i was 36 years old okay and going through like a little bit of a midlife crisis Mm -hmm. which i guess means i will live till about 72 is the math right on that yeah yeah that checks out i had just in the back of my head Mm -hmm. for some reason i had always wanted to try not the front no, no, this wasn't coming from the frontal lobe or anything. Okay. It was from somewhere in the back. Okay. Somewhere back there, I always wanted to try stand-up comedy. The parietal lobe. But I was terrified to do it. The parietal lobe. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, go on. I just decided one day that I was going to do it. And I grew up in the Twin Cities. And there's a great comedy club up there called Acme Comedy Company. Mm. And I had seen some shows back in the day when I lived there. I knew they had a weekly open mic. 
And so I drove up there one night and signed up to get on the list and they gave me three minutes and I had written some stuff that I thought was kind of funny, went up there and did my three minutes and it actually went okay. But I I was like, I was shitting myself. I was so scared. (laughs) I was sick for like two weeks leading up to this, but I had already, I posted on social media that I was going to do it so that I couldn't back out. I was like fourth on the list, I think, for for the open mic. Mm -hmm. And so the first person went, the second person went, and then the third person was named Sarah something. Mm -hmm. And so the the announcer's like, all right, next coming up to the stage is Sarah so-and-so. And everyone claps and nobody's walking up there like, Sarah, Sarah, are you here? Nobody there. Like, last call for Sarah. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, well, in that case, next to the stage is Paul Bratch. And I had been planning to have three more minutes to kind of get myself psyched up. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden I'm standing up and I'm walking to the stage and I feel like I'm going to black out and I grab the mic. I I heard myself saying, well, well, I don't know how I'm going to follow Sarah here. And it got a big laugh from the crowd. I think it's kind of stupid, but a little silly. That helped me kind of settle down because my whole goal for the night was just like, if I can get one laugh, that's a win. So that was pretty cool. And then it was like a few more years before I tried stand up again, Mm -hmm. because I was like, all right, I did that. It was super scary. But then I started getting an itch to do it again. And a few years later, I went back up to Acme because I, they had a um, comedy competition Mm -hmm. and it was for people that had never gotten paid to do comedy before. Mm -hmm. You could sign up, be in this comedy contest. And if you won, you were declared like the funniest person in the Twin Cities or something like that. So I'm in this comedy competition. There's a guy who's going to be headlining at the end of the night after some of the amateurs go up and do their their part for the contest. And he had been on late night TV and Comedy Central and stuff. And so that was kind of terrifying too, that he was there watching. And so I went up there to do my three minutes for that and it was going pretty well. And then halfway through, my mind just went blank. Mm. And I didn't remember what I had already said, Mm -hmm. what I was about to try and say. I didn't remember anything. And I just remember going, oh, shit, (laughs) into the microphone. (laughs) And then I was just floundering like, I, I, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> and then I, I, I just like jumped to something that I knew was kind of at the end of my set. Mm-hmm. It was like, I probably haven't said this. So I skipped over a bunch of stuff. Nothing made sense. And then I just walked outside and, and just hated on myself for a long time. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Those are the two times that I've been on stage up at Acme. Mm-hmm. At like a, a real big comedy club. One was great. One was a nightmare. But that's showbiz, baby. Yeah, that'd be a tough gig. I don't. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if you could pay me to do yeah. it. Yeah. Let's let's follow up on that, oh, Josh. What yeah. what would it take to convince you to go up at an open mic night and do like a three minute set? Mm, I can't think of anything to be honest, other than if you can persuade five hundred people to listen to this next podcast episode within the first month. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. If you, are you serious? I'm dead serious. If I can get five hundred people to listen to episode seventeen, yep, in the first month, you will go up at an open mic night and do a comedy set. I'll do it at your with your comedy crew. Is that what you call yourself? Yeah. yeah. It's still happening. We it happens monthly. Okay. At a little brewery in town. Paul, if 
if you can get 500 people to listen to this next oh my episode God. <laughs> in the first month of its I've never been so motivated. Yeah. I was going to offer to buy a whole bunch of magazines oh. from you, but this is even better. Okay, yeah. Because this helps the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the magazines are still on the table. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> the magazines yeah, are there. still on the table. <laughs> yeah. Both. I don't know. You have consumer reports? <laughs> I do, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Over here on the lower left hand side. I'll take a Don't touch. I'll take don't a look touch. after the show. Can I just. just I, oh, yeah. I just hey. want to turn the. So, Josh, do you remember in Corey's message, he said that he wants to get his creative juices flowing? Yeah. What, what does he mean by the, the juices part? I was hoping you knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. Right? The creative juices. I don't know if he's talking about like like apple juice, not a very creative juice. No. Right? Probably the least. But like apple, strawberry, banana. Yeah. More creative. Throw some mango in there. You know, I was thinking about these creative juices yeah. and comedy, mm -hmm. and if you were going to make a creative juice for Corey, yeah. what kinds of things would you juice to help him boost his comedy creativity? Mm. What would you put in that juicer? Are we just talking metaphorically, or are we talking literally? Like, literal things to throw in. I think literal. Let's do literal. literal? Like, what comes to mind for me is... Yeah. When I was in middle school, I had this book of David Letterman top 10 mm, lists. Okay. And it was hilarious. Yeah. I think I would put that in the juicer. Oh. I think that would help his creativity. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, what else should we put in here? Yeah, maybe like some Sudoku or something, you know, to get his brain working. Mm -hmm. Fire off those uh, neurons, get that neuroplasticity moving. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I would add to that um, some fake dog poop because that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now that you say that, like maybe some, some of those fake candy cigarettes. I don't know. Just like a sugar high. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are like cool and funny. Yeah. That, that would be like, you know, if you're one of those badass kind of comedians right. doing the dirty nursery rhymes and you're leather jacket the best <laughs> josh are there comedians that that you were really into when you were growing up comedians that have influenced you you know it's it's uh interesting listening back to Corey's message it seems like i have a similar liking to the comedy stylings of of cory i'm a big fan of mitch hepburn and, and stephen wright see mary mack who's a local comedian tignataro is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Tignatara. Yeah. Yeah. So I like those kind of goofy, witty, one-liner type people. I do enjoy the storytelling as well, but I feel like I connect more with the one-liner folks because that's just kind of how my brain works too. So. You ever seen any of those comedians in person? Um, I've never like watched or seen them in person, um, but I was at a an open mic when I lived in Minneapolis and I was... Uh, watching it standing right next to Mary Mack, who is in the audience watching. And I was laughing more at her, her giggles and laughter more so than the actual person telling the jokes because she just has such a <laughs> contagious laugh. And yeah, she's just got a really good presence. She's full of joy. She is. She's got a yeah. great presence about her. So. so that's it for me. Yeah. How about you? What are your influences as far as co comedians go? I was also a huge Mitch Hedberg fan. Got a couple of his albums when I was in high school and my friends and I would listen to them all the time and just quote all his one-liner jokes to each other constantly. Like he... He had stuff, uh, like people have probably heard Mitch's jokes, right? Yeah, I would think Most so. Most people know Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. 
He's got stuff like an escalator can never be broken. It can only become stairs. <laughs> this escalator is not working. Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> uh, he was from St. Paul. Yeah, he was. And so, yeah. yeah, he was a local boy. And I got to see him live twice. Oh, wow. Uh, once at Acme, once at a big theater, he was performing with Lewis Black. Mm. And the time that I saw him at Acme, probably the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. Um, How long did he go? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. It was so long ago. Mm. I was in college. He for sure went over an hour, probably like an hour and a half mm -hmm. of just one-liner jokes, one after the other. And I don't know how he could remember all of those wow. and do them in order and and perform them all so well. But one of my favorite parts of the night was that he also had a bass player with him, <laughs> like a guy on an upright bass <laughs> who was just standing in the back. And as Mitch was telling jokes, this guy named Chuck is back there playing the bass, just going and just playing a little like background music on the bass. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, Mitch would mess up a joke and, and then he'd be like, fuck it. Chuck, pick it up, pick up the bass. And then he'd, he'd start playing louder and faster and then settle back in and Mitch would keep going with the jokes. <laughs> I did have a large fandom. Fandom? Is that a word to say? I was a fanboy for Stephen Wright in high school. Could you describe Stephen Wright for people that haven't heard of him? Yeah, uh, he's got a distinctive lethargic, uh, lazy, deadpan delivery. Says a lot of ironic, philosophical things that are kind of like nonsensical jokes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he's sort of bald on top yeah. with like bushy hair on the sides and back. And Yeah, kind of like your Halloween costume. Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember any of his one-liner jokes? Because he's kind of the king of the one-liners. Yeah. Um, I intended to live forever. So far, so good. <laughs> I got food poisoning today. I don't know when I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> But the one that stuck out to me the most was in high school, I had a picture of him on my locker just on the outside for two years straight. And I put one of his quotes underneath. Really? Yeah. I put a quote of his underneath it that said, on the other hand, you have different fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the outside of your locker. That's like what you wanted your personality to be for those two years. Exactly. That's hilarious that you had that on your locker because when I was in high school for a year or two, I had a second locker that was by the band room because wow, we had like I had to keep my trumpet mm, somewhere. And so inside of my band locker, well, first of all, I was a huge David Letterman fan. Were you a fanboy? And then that became, yeah, yeah. I had a huge fanboy for David Letterman. <laughs> yeah. As I got a little older, then I got into Conan O'Brien oh, yeah. and some of the weird stuff that they used to do on the Conan O'Brien show. In the year and so I would. Exactly. In the year in the year 2000. In the year 2000, pollution will be so bad that who farted will be said with a grateful smile. <laughs> In the year 2000. You had Stephen Wright on your locker. When something really hilarious happened on Conan, then I would go onto the internet, which was still sort of new at my house at that point. Mm. And I would find a picture of it, like Triumph the Insult Comic Dog or something. Yeah. If I found him hilarious, I would go online, I'd print out a picture of Triumph, and then I'd put it inside my band locker. And it became just filled with all these different things from Conan. And that was like, I guess, what I wanted my personality to be. Uh, I had like 
pictures of Triumph, the insult comic dog. For me to poop on. For me to poop and on. The year 2000 thing. Do you remember Pimpbot 5000? Was that the. No, that. This robot pimp. Not the masturbating. That was bear. pretty great. Well, there's that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that was all the kind of stuff that was in my locker. And then the other thing that was in my locker was my trumpet. And then the other thing that was in my locker was a half of a Subway sandwich that I just left in there for the entire year <laughs> as kind of a science experiment to see what would happen. What did you First, it gets super moldy and then it starts to petrify in case you're wondering. And somehow you can still get a date to the winter formal wow. if you're the guy with the sandwich experiment in its band locker. So there is hope. Yeah. Hello? Liz. Hi. I don't know if this is like a speaker thing or not. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh there it is. Okay. I got it. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a long time since we've caught up. I know, but I saw you're doing your podcast now, and I absolutely love the premise of it. Thanks. So we've got Liz Brannon on the phone here, and Liz is a stand-up comedian as well as an actor and an improv comedian from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Do I have that right, Liz? It's sketch more than improv. Oh, shit. That's let me start me. over. You're totally no, right. You. Let me, no, let me. <laughs> don't. Leave this in. Leave this in. Leave this in. No, I was no butting you just to show you how bad of an improv comedian I am. Because if I was an improv comedian, and I would have said, that's perfect. Can I get a place? <laughs> well, Liz, uh, I know you've been doing stand-up for quite a while. Uh, when when did you first start? Oh, gosh. Um September of 2008. Wow. Nice. Woof. Nice. That's a good run. <laughs> I didn't really start consistently doing stand-up until 2015, though, so yeah. it hasn't been that long. Also, I apologize. My cats have decided to be the noisiest, so there might be just some fun little jingle jingles. In Damn it, Liz. <laughs> That's going to be so hard to take out in editing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, they're fine. They're their menaces. So Liz, you've always been one of my favorite comedians, not just in the area, but period. And I mean that. Um, who were who are some of your favorite comedians? Oh, gosh. When I was a kid, Comedy Central would run those like Comedy Central presents half hours like yeah. all the time. The way MTV runs ridiculousness now. Those were just always on. Um, Judy Gold. Judy Gold. Was... There was something about her. I think it was because she was maybe one of the first women I saw doing stand up. Yeah. I was enraptured. And then she tells this story about being on Law and Order and working with the costume shop. And I know enough about theater to know they take all your measurements and everything. And sometimes they make you garments if you're in a show about the 1800s. But if you're on Law and Order, they just pull stuff from their stock. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they, they took her dress size and everything and that was fine. And then they said, and your shoe size. And she said, oh, it's a 12. And the costumer pauses, thinks for a minute and says, you know, sometimes we ask people to bring things from home. Um, and at that point in my life, I wore a size 12 shoe and I felt seen <laughs> yeah. in a way that I don't. The only other time I felt seen in such a way was also a stand up comedy bit I saw in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> I felt read in two different comedy bits. Beautiful. And do you have any particular favorite one-liner comedians oh man mitch hedberg like how can you not yeah, of course 
you know, I just rewatched, speaking of those Comedy Central half hours, I just rewatched that one over the weekend. And like his stuff is evergreen. Yeah. He rode that line of none of this is topical. All of this is universal. Yes. He he never told a joke about a cell phone, but he still feels timely. He doesn't know what Facebook is, but he still feels timely. You yeah. know? Yeah, we've all seen a broken escalator and thought, well, that's just stairs. <laughs> yep. That's a universal experience. Uh-huh. That's a great one-liner comedian. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like relatable forever. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Liz, oh. what kind of comedy would you say you write? And have you do you do you dabble in the one-liners? I try. Um, yeah, one-liners are hard. But, like, you you read full books of humor. Like, humorous write books. Dave Barry, Irma Bombeck are two that come to mind for me. You are going to condense all of humor into two sentences? Okay. It's not easy. Right. Once you find it, once you find it, you got to just keep clicking with them. That's why there's some people that that's all they do. Right. Because that's how they think. Then you have people that have different styles in there they just had one come to them you know lightning strikes where it strikes yeah do you happen to have any audio of your dog poop joke probably i'd have to do a lot of listening do you want me to just do it live i think we could do that yeah you can laugh if you want to you don't have to (laughs) that's how all of my jokes are um i wrote this if you want a little behind the music moment for it i wrote it at the root note right before an open mic because the the barista was really nice like it was just really nice to me and and they said hey will you write a poop joke (laughs) and you just wrote this on the spot Yep. And you've been telling like said, it for a while now and it kills. Oh, it was my, it was my closer. It's, it's been my closer at times. Like this is a, yeah. this is a tentpole joke. And yeah, I am proof that you don't, you don't have to work that hard at writing sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they just come to you. Um, but the joke, it goes thusly. Um, have you ever noticed that it's only okay to carry around a bag of poop if you have a dog? <laughs> And the dog is with you (laughs) and it's the dog's poop. (laughs) It's the dumbest joke. It's so dumb. I I love it every time. I I like um, watching people start to absolutely lose it at the second part. And then like, no, 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 baby. It's the rule of threes. There's one more. Uh Um, Don't you love that feeling of like, they're already Mm -hmm. laughing, thinking that was a joke. And you're sitting back thinking I've got more. Just wait. (laughs) I could just leave it on the table now, but no, I'm going to go the extra mile for you, the consumer. <laughs> I'm a giver. Like I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liz, do you have any advice for us as we're making a music playlist for these, uh, like in a music playlist of songs, kind of like one liners? Um, I recently went with a friend and saw Stop Making Sense. Yeah, me the, too. The, the, um, the Talking Heads. Yeah. Put something talking heads on there. Like find a short talking head song because like I don't know. When I when I watch David Byrne work, I'm like, this guy was a comedian in a different life. He was. Like he's just <laughs> he's, he's just he's a like, weirdo. Glad he found the music truly am because I I think he would have put out some truly like Hoffman level stand up. Right. You're like, is this funny? It's making it, my brain is thinking it's funny, but my body is saying no. <laughs> 
it would trigger fight or flight in people is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you fit right in with this podcast because Josh is always putting talking heads, David Byrne and that kind that's of true. thing that's on true. our playlist. So that's perfect. I would also, I would also steer you towards, um, if I can just give you a recommendation for a song that I need more people to hear. Um, yeah. there is a song by Lucy Dacus called, yeah. I don't want to be funny anymore. Okay. All right. And that could just be me. Uh, some days it speaks to me. Um, I just love Lucy Dacus in general. Night Shift is another great song. If you ever need love, something for like melancholy longing, good, good. I'm yeah. glad it's in there. Um, Sweet. yeah. Little Boy Genius is on SNL this weekend with Timothy Chalamet. So right. like they're, they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to get a bump and I'm, I'm happy. So love it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Liz, thanks so much for jumping on this call. I know we just called you out of the blue last minute. And of course. This, this was great. Rad. Thank Pre- you so much. I would love to do this again. Oh, awesome. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Of course. You have a good recording. I will talk to you later. Okay. Yep. Sounds thanks good. so much. Yeah. That was wonderful. What do you think? That was great. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. She's funny. She's great. very cool. Love to have her. All right, Paul. So it looks like we're getting to the playlist point. Uh, what do you think we should have on this playlist? What kind of what kind of vibe are we looking for here? Well, that's a great question, Josh. I'm thinking. Thank you. If we're if we're talking inspiration for these one liner jokes mm. in particular, I'm thinking short songs, quick songs that are fun, that are funny. What do you think? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, oh God, I'm sorry. You did. Yeah, they just they were coming out, and then you took them. You grabbed them with your hand. I didn't. I didn't mean to. I saw you. That disappoints me. But uh, yeah, I think the only thing I would add to it, if we could try to, is uh, like like Liz said, make them evergreen or timeless. But uh, that's a tough task. We'll certainly do our best. Yeah. And what would you think about this, Josh? So if we're talking like short songs, so maybe around like, you know, most of them like two minutes or less. Two. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, maybe with a few exceptions here and there if we need to. Cheating. Sure. And what if we just, you know, when, when Mitch Hedberg is performing, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of jokes just back to back, back and super forth. fast, yeah. one after the boom, other. Boom. So what if this playlist is longer? Okay. We add some more songs than we normally do, but we go through them real quick. Okay. We'll do shorter intros yeah. as we're introducing these songs. We'll do real quick musical clips of each song okay. so that we can get through a whole bunch of them, just bang, 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 like these one-liner jokes. Yeah. yeah. So how many songs are we talking here? Maybe a couple dozen. Like approximately exactly 27 now if we add one of Liz's recommendations. Okay, yeah. That sounds good. I like that number. 27. All right. Should we think of some songs and get back? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Well, uh, we're back. Um, What do you say we name this playlist one-liners? Let's do it. Makes sense, right? Yeah, these are one-liner type songs. They're short, quick, fun. We got a whole bunch of them back to back. It's kind of like a Mitch Hepburn joke or uh, Stephen Wright, wouldn't you say? I would absolutely say that, Josh. What do we got first on our one-liners playlist? Well, I think we're going to start it off with our guest that we just had on, Liz, with... uh, who is it? A uh, live version uh, by the Talking Heads. We hope you like this, Liz. This was the shortest one we could find, and it bangs. At number two on the playlist, Liam Lynch is all like, oh, this is my song called United States of Whatever. And I'm like, uh, whatever. 
I went down to the beach and saw Kiki. She was all like, eh, and I'm like, whatever. At number three on the list for my dad, Fiddlin' by the Guess Who. It's a spelling bee contest. Next up, stop me if you've heard this one. This is A Bar About a Bar by Chance the Rapper. All right. I got a bar about a bar. It's not a joke, it's just a bar. A nigga walked into a bar. Took a seat, he liked his liquor hard, his women easy, legend has it, he was callous like fingers to pick a tart. Next we have Girlfriend by Hemlock Springs. We have a girlfriend? We do. No, How does that I, work? I have a wife. I'm married. Keep it cool. Dreaming of that retro love. You say I want to be your girlfriend. I don't know what you did, but you definitely asked for this one. This is you were asking for this one by Rev. I can understand why this is Frank Zappa's third favorite album of all time. That little sports car by the Shags. I'm not sure if this is a Harry Potter spell or one of my top four favorite songs about trying to impress the guy swimming in the lane next to you. This is Aqua Profunda by Courtney Barnett. have a lot of deep thoughts and perspectives of an extraterrestrial while waiting for a Tron. Is that how you say that? Tron? Train. It's a train, Josh. This is by Beck. All around the water tank just a-waiting for a train. A thousand miles away from home just a-waiting for the rain. This one is definitely not aimed at anyone in particular. Please enjoy Captain Stupido by Thundercat. I feel weird. Comb your beard, brush your teeth, still feel weird. Feed your meat, go to sleep. This song sounds familiar to me. How about you? What's that song? I don't know. We haven't heard it yet. That's that's the name of the song. What's that song? What is? What? Oh. By Lorraine. Josh thinks this next band is made up of lizard people. Oh, Hillary. Here's Frequent Letdown by Illuminati Hot Hillary Clinton in this band. I'm always letting everyone down. I'm always letting everyone know I'm down. They should replace this song for Hey Macarena at weddings. It's called I'm in the Mood to Move by Ween. I'm in the mood to move to the left three feet, goddammit. I'm in the mood to slide to the right hundred feet, goddammit. 
Next up is me pretending that Josh didn't already pick a song by Beck. Mm. This is uh, coming in at our longest song of the playlist, which is kind of like cheating, probably. Please enjoy Hell Yes 8-Bit Remix. I see what you did there. Please enjoy Hell Yes. I'm doing the thing. I'm working the stuff. Please enjoy Please enjoy. Oh, yeah. Your dreams on a paper mache. Cliche wasted. Hate taste test. Hell yes. Now I'm moving this way. I'm doing this thing. Please enjoy. Hell yes. Not. Okay, get ready. Kurt Cobain's favorite band? Now it can be yours for only $9.99. Or just listen right now. I'm sad the goat just died today by the frogs. Josh, I listened to this song earlier. Yeah. Is this the weirdest song on the playlist? <laughs> you think it is? I probably... Let's let the listeners decide. Tell us what you think. I'm sad because my goat just died today. I'm sad. My goat just fell in the hay. Hey. Next up is the cutest darn pop punk song you've ever Aww. heard in your whole gosh darn life. Adorable. This is Let's Go by Nikki and the Corvettes. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> This song interpolates Frank Zappa's Would You Like a Snack? Gumbo. Hey, Josh, raising my hand over here. Oh, you... Um, what, what does interpolate mean? <laughs> um, it, uh, I think it means it's like having a conversation or a creation. What if we break it down? Yeah. What if we break down the parts of the word? Okay. So inter, inter is like connect. between, right? Connection between pol- polates. Okay. Which are, is, is, um, what again? I think it's a dessert, right? It's like a frozen. Or I was, I was thinking it was people from the country of Poland. Mm, maybe. So maybe it's, yeah, people in Poland talking to each other about what they want to eat. I think MF Doom was a big fan of Frank Zappa. So he wrote this song called Gumbo to interpolate off of a song by Frank Zappa. <laughs> Please enjoy this interpolation. Gumbo. You gotta watch your gums on this. But it, it's, it's very good. It's very healthy. Not perfect for every situation, but edible wrappers could actually beef up your next meal. Don't even think about messing with this no. guy. Here comes the song Kung Fu is My Fighting Style by Dan Reeder. Kung Fu is my fighting style. My fighting style is Kung Fu. So back off, bitch. Hey, Paul, I got I to gotta go. I got to go rubber my ducky because this next song is Sex with Ducks by Garfunkel and Oates. Sex with ducks, we'll do it in the rain. Ducks, yeah, ducks. Got those web feet on my brain. We'll find a pond, we'll find. Go ahead, sip your athletic greens, rub some essential oils on your wrists. Here's the comedian and rapper Open Mike Eagle with WTF is self care. That means what the f? Sure, the fuck is self care? Oh. It's like using good lotions and long walks up the ocean. What the fuck is self-care? Yeah, it's like getting a massage at a real place, not in a garage. All right, next up, stick it in your pie hole or ear holes. Cheesecake Truck by King Missile. So then I got this idea about driving a cheesecake truck because I figured at the end of the day, I could take some of the leftover cheesecakes home, and I love cheesecake. So I went to the cheesecake company...
He's half of the sketch comedy TV series, The Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job. But now 100% free of Eric's, here's Tim Heidecker with When the Cash Runs Out. When the cash runs out, I'll be just like you. The nine to five and the fucking commute. When the cash runs out. I need everyone to sweat out there for the sake of the snails. Moisture by the residents. They're more than just peaches and lumps. They can also kick out the jams. Here's the presidents of the United States of America. Do whatever you want, but don't steal the margarine. Frank Zappa with St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. At St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. I stole the margarine and wheedled on the bingo cards and blew up the latrine. Was that the third time that you've brought up Frank Zappa on this playlist? Probably. Here's the host of the Philadelphia comedy show, a whack ass comedy show. This is Tierra Whack performing Pretty Ugly. No pardon needed here. God bless you, Timmy. Tiny Tim with Tiptoe Through the Tulips with Me. And Liz, we didn't forget about your other request. We're going to wrap up this playlist of short, fun, and funny songs with the song I Don't Want to Be Funny Anymore by Lucy Dacus. Enjoy. Stop being funny. Quit it. That, that's it. That wraps up the playlist. There you have it. There it is. As playlist number 17, one-liners. 28 songs. We hope that you've enjoyed this, Corey. We hope that it gives you the inspiration that you need, that it gets those creative juices flowing. Yeah, I hope those juices are really flowing for you. We hope you're all juicy over there. You're juiced up. All juiced up. Juiced up the jams. That's what we do for you. We're juicing those jams. We juice up the jams, don't we? We do. We're jam juicers. That actually sounds pretty good. Thank you. I could go for some jam juice right yeah. now. Should we wrap up? Let's wrap it up, yeah. Go get some jam juice? Yeah, yeah. but before we wrap up, I just want to say, <laughs> and so does Paul, we just both really want to thank our listeners. Um, as always, check us. Well, oh, no, I, I, did, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't say I wanted to thank the you listeners. Don't. Okay. What do you want to do? You don't speak for what, me. What, what would you like to do for the listeners? I'm glad they're here, but like, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> All, right. All right. No, I guess I'll okay, thank the yeah. listeners too. You you can add me in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's take it from the top. Okay, yeah. And, and five, four, three. So before we wrap up this show, Paul and I just want to just spend a little time uh, just to thank our listeners, and um, we do. Both we're of us. really appreciative that uh, you you come and listen to us each and every yeah I am episode. too. We'd really appreciate if you would follow us on Spotify or Instagram and check out our website. Uh, you know, if you could rate us on uh, your 
podcast platform that really helps us out. So yeah, you can find uh, playlist number 17 one liners on our Spotify profile. So just so that's clear, we have our podcast on Spotify, but you can also find our profile. That's where we keep all of our archived playlists. That's right. And there's a lot of them. It's getting really heavy. It is. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, if you'd like to be a future voicemail caller or uh, write in an idea to us, um, you can reach us at Curiously Specific Playlist at gmail.com or you can directly uh, message us on Instagram. Are there any other ways? I mean, if you see us out and about town, yeah. come say hi and, and tell us your situation. Right, right. If you guys know what we look like. So if you run into us, come say hi. Let us know your Curiously Specific situation. We would love to help you out. And until next time, stay curiously specific. I could go for some jam juice right now.